fuck this up. Hello. Hi. We also tried Nutella with pineapple. Mm. Delicious. Mm. Delicious. Really? Pro tip for everyone out there. It's fucking delicious. Huh. I was really drunk one night. Not really drunk. I had a lot of wine. Gotcha. But, and I had just gotten pineapple. I just went to the grocery store and I was like, I wonder if that would taste good. And guess what? I fucking did. It's we put, um, do you know that spice, tahine? Mm-hmm. We put tahine on pineapple. I don't know if I've ever had tahine. It's good on, on, on fruit like watermelon or pineapple. Because it's the salty, sweet, tangy thing. That makes sense. Like, have you ever put pineapple in a crawfish boil? I, I have not specifically. It is really good. I, I think I've had, I. Cause it soaks up the spice, but it's sweet. That's really good. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. We, throw, we always throw a lot of fruit in our crawfish boil. So citrus. I'm never in charge of, of any of that. So. I always have my requests. I want artichokes and pineapple and mushrooms. Artichoke, best. Love it. Yes. I don't like mushrooms. That's yeah. Well, not, that's a common, like not everybody likes mushrooms. That is a fact about me. I don't like it. It's gross. Um, it's a texture thing. I get it. It's real nasty. I, I get like it. it. A lot of people don't like mushrooms. Mm. Okay. I'll stop eating for five seconds. So, so what's going on? Been a hot minute. Got lots to share. I will let you know that. Lots I the, I think the thing that moved me the most recently was the Bridgerton guy hosting SNL last night. I haven't watched it yet, but I watched a couple of clips. He's oh man, so cute! I can't even tell that. I didn't even know that he was gonna be the host until like yesterday or the like maybe it was Friday or something. They put him at like a table read on social media and I was like what? okay it's one of those things remember when we found out that Chris Hemsworth is not only handsome but can sing and is funny stop that's this guy too stop it oh he's so talented attractive can sing all the things oh my god and he seems really nice too it just kind of pisses me off sometimes i know he'd be bad at something jesus <laughs> then on top of that chris hemsworth has like eight kids so i'm like you know everything's working down there and has been married to that lady oh. for a long time well, she's gorgeous too i'm like who his, are you people his parents are adorable and they're close he, he's close with his parents like i know it's disgusting it's disgusting let me tell you i love it i love everything about it but it's disgusting right you know yeah so good um last week was good too who was the last one I can't remember. regina king that's who was the last oh she was great she was awesome yes, i like snl i only typically hear from like more conservative people that they don't like snl and i was like well that adds up but yeah. Like, yeah. that adds up I, I will say they have a lot more like hit or misses like lately and they i don't always know have, what they've always had like yeah it's sometimes i'm like who thought this was funny <laughs> like, who, my, my, fa my favorite sketches were in high school were the ones that would come on after the news because they were real weird yeah it's like yeah, shit gets weird after, <laughs> after molly shannon would do like the dog show skit with will oh barrel i know <laughs> i love it but it's so good it's so good so you were watching that yesterday I watched it this morning because I or this morning. Yesterday, I you know how I go to bed at eight. <laughs> you do, yes, you do. You do retire early <laughs> on, on the daily. I usually watch it in real time, but sometimes I'm either watching something else. I'm really into ER lately. I don't know if we've uh -huh. discussed that on here. I can't remember. I love that. Yeah, but I started it over again because seven-year-old me was very in love with it 
it yeah. doesn't get old. It's still awesome. It's awesome. It holds up hundred percent. So good. Um, but I got to the part, one of the, one of them died. I mean, honestly, it's a 90. Oh, so if yeah. you don't, if you don't know already, but when Lucy dies, yes, that's I, my seven-year-old brain oh romanticized her and Carter's relationship. And yeah. Linda, if Linda's listening to this, she's going to roll her fucking eyes because I've been talking about this for the past month. <laughs> like, every time I see her, because I am convinced ER was the law and order SVU of the nineties. Everyone is on this show. Everyone, yeah, everybody, literally yeah. everyone. Um, you are my call of the midwife person. Sister Monica Joan is Elizabeth Corday's mom. Oh. It blew my mind. It all blows my mind. I love it. It's so good. That That's the scene where Noah Wiley hits yes. the floor and he looks at her. Yes. Oh, and God. they look at each other and she's like, like, yeah. 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 And, and I, my seven-year-old, my oh. seven-year-old brain romanticized it because I was, it, so me as a, oh God, my birthday is this week, as a thir almost 30-year-old, I'm like waiting for them to fall in love because I remember as like in my brain, childhood me was like, they're in love. And that's why it's so devastating because he like, they are together. They were not together. They actually annoyed the shit out of each other. And I'm like, what was seven-year-old Kelly picking up on here? Because I kept in my brain, this romanticized version of what happened. And then I was very let down. <laughs> That pregnant lady that dies. Oh, um, yes. That, I don't know how I was able to have kids after watching <laughs> that was terrifying. She died. That's like season three, two yeah, or three. Early. It's very early. And the God, the husband is, what's that guy's name? Um, remember that. Oh my God, the husband. Oh God, he's been on like everything. I can't remember. I'll think of it. You know, it's going to be one of those anyway. things where I stop you in the middle of your story because I remember the guy's name. Anyway, tragic. It's scary. Tragic. Love me. it. I, I love tragic. it. So I usually miss SNL because of that. Yesterday, because I'm watching ER instead. Yesterday, I missed it because two of my best friends threw me, like made dinner for me for like my birthday kind of thing. Nice. It's not my birthday yet, but they made dinner for me as like an early birthday celebration. And I found out um, one that one of my best friends obviously doesn't love me enough to tell me things about her life. Um, it's your cat stalking something. What is he doing? <laughs> this is my life. He just popped up behind your head, slowly, slowly stalking. It's Oh, he's intent. What is it? Is it a spirit? Does it's another? Cat. <laughs> it's, another cat. it's an unsuspecting sibling. Oh, oh, it's happening. Oh my god, that was hysterical. That was like anyway. the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, uh, because he, I didn't see him on the other side of your head. He just popped up out of one side of your head. <laughs> it is my life. I have to constantly be watching to see what's going to happen. I mean, you do have three more. You technically have five children. That is the devil right there. That's so. the devil. He's the devil That's for the sure. Guy. That's the Ruger. A show. Anyway, so I, I was finding out last night instead of watching SNL that yeah. one of my best friends clearly doesn't love me. Yes. Um, and we're not actually friends because yeah. I have known this girl for eight years of my life, probably nine years, eight years, eight years. I'll, I'll say eight years to be safe. Um, and I am just finding out now that she used to work for a Scientologist. <gasps> oh. Like I am a, a Kevin Bacon oh. degree away from a Scientologist. Two Scientologists, in fact, because she has another Scientologist. I feel like if I give more information away, it will give a lot of information away about her Be life. Careful, another Scientologist. She used yeah. to work for a fucking Scientologist. So then we went into this whole thing because Leah Remini has the, the Scientology yeah. in the aftermath thing yeah. on, on- Now on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. But that's not, that's new, newer things than what was on A&E. 
because oh, I've never that. seen that kind of stuff. I thought it was the same thing, so I didn't watch it. I did too. But then I watched it, and it is not the same thing. Oh, that's it's different great. people. It's different. That. It's complete. It's not what the A and E show was. So she had like three seasons of that, and now has like two or three seasons of whatever the aftermath thing yeah. is. Different. Totally different. Yeah. So she starts telling me about like how there were these weird policies in place, like around the whole thing um, that she, they had a training day and they watched an, a video with L. Ron Hubbard in it. Like they watched a Scientology video. And then I was like, I hope you okay. didn't sign anything. Like, I oh. <laughs> like well, she I don't have to pay. Like that's how they get. So the man, like there was a manager or whatever at the thing that actually went to a conference with her, with the, the boss that's a Scientologist. And they tried to, when she quit, the manager quit, they tried to make her pay the $10,000 it was to bring her to this conference. This woman thought she was going to a regular conference and then she gets there, it's like a fucking Scientology fair. Oh, no. And they tried to get her after she quit the, the like job to pay the $10,000 for that conference. I, my mind was blown. And then I went on a tangent for like 40 minutes because we all know Scientology is my shit. Well, everyone's free Britney we need to free John Travolta I mean seriously everyone you know what how why are we pretending that it's a religion like it's not a religion why are people still they they don't pay taxes why are people still in this I don't understand I don't under I don't understand how it can be 2021 you have the internet you know what they're doing and you're still in it I think that the people left in it are people that were born into it. Yeah. Because I think they're having a hard time recruiting new people because they have to, it has to to be it. Like it's, Oh my God. And then like the whole, so I was watching the, I, I just house sat like jog sat for, for someone this past weekend and they had like, they had cable, but of course I go back to my Netflix ways because I just always watch Netflix and Hulu. So I was like, oh wait, you have cable. Yeah. Um, I watched the Real Housewives of New Jersey for like 12 hours because I don't have cable. So I was like, yeah. what is this? Um, but there's one episode where they're talking to a guy that was like high up, just like Mike Rinder, like high up there. Uh, I think his name is Michael. I can't remember. Michael Voigt or Vaught or whatever. And um, he said that like Shelly, so free Shelly, wherever yeah. Shelly is, um, Shelly yeah. Miscavige. I think she's, well, so there's, there's, there's a lot of argument that I agree with that she might be then she might still be alive. I don't know, but she might also be dead. Who knows? But, um, cause they go in one of the episodes to the place where they think they're hiding her and they like get that guy that comes out oh, wow. and he's like, tell David Mike Rinder was here. It's really funny. Oh, I gotta but, watch this. But one of them says, cause Shelly started saying like kind of questioning David Miscavige and being like, yeah. I think he's doing some weird shit or whatever to like her close, close friends. And so they think like, oh, well, if she said it to us, like she probably said something in passing to David. And so that's why she like got the ax kind of thing. Um, but he said that other high up people that have been in there for like decades all are like, yeah, David Miscavige is crazy and weird. And, you know, we all think he's nuts, but we're like, it's fine. L. Ron Hubbard will be back soon. And oh, they yeah. all believe that he's coming back. They have his place. They have table. six houses across yeah. the country waiting for this man to come back to save them. Yeah. I, my mind, I just... I just listened to a podcast about this this morning. I, I, it's so funny that you brought it up. Well, I, I've been like, that's all I've been thinking about because last night she tells me this and I'm like, clearly you didn't love me until this moment because like, how could you not tell me that? I talk about Scientology all the time. I, I find it fascinating, like fascinating the whole like concept. I find cults fascinating in general because 
yeah. just the whole being a person that like anything you say, people are like, yes, that's no one listens to me. And like, uh, <laughs> it takes it, what I say is fact. <laughs> what's interesting is that it can happen to anyone. You can mm-hmm. get into a, like, you can be super smart. You can be, have a great family or a bad family. Or bad, yeah. Be anything. It can happen to anyone. Like literally anything. It's nuts. So speaking of cults too. Yes. So last night I'm on TikTok. That's my new thing. I don't think I, I have said that here, but my, um, one of my other best friends was like, you just need to get TikTok. And I was like, no, I can't get a TikTok that I'm like, that's weird. Oh my gosh. Why are you looking at your ceiling? <laughs> I got to get my cat out of the window. Hang on one second. Oh my God. Why, you're looking up at your ceiling. I'm worried. Get out of the window. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You're fine. Um, so I was on TikTok. Yes. My new thing. My new yes. um, obsession. Which I told, like, my friend knows this. I have an obsessive personality, which is why I've been talking about ER for a month, um, much to my mother's um, chagrin, I'm sure. But um, so I was like, I know that I'm gonna like this and it's gonna be bad. Like I'm gonna be up until 3 a.m., you know, looking at this shit. And of course that is what happened. But so last night I'm on this thing and it's like, my phone must've been listening because this this (laughs) video comes up and it's this woman who um, is talking about how Jared Leto led a cult. So Jared Leto. I heard something about this. Yes, I did not. And I was like, what the fuck? Weird dude. So it was like, apparently Jared Leto had these things where you could pay like thousands of dollars to come like to some island or something and like spend the weekend with him and his brother. Everyone wears white everyone like he looks like Jesus basically and yes. like I mean he does so valid but he's attractive too yeah he's, I mean he's super attractive but he's one of those people that uh, his mother me. doesn't age no but he strikes me he is from Louisiana so it's like you know I, I don't you know I'm like I don't like to say this about fellow Louisianians but he kind of strikes me as one of those people that thinks very highly of himself which I feel like if you're going to get people to pay thousands of dollars to come here, listen to you speak about nonsense. Yeah. You got to think pretty highly of yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this woman like said this whole thing and she was like, yeah, Jared Leto leads a cult. And then she put tweets from people where it's like, he is the leader, like the prophet or whatever. And I am his follower. Like people tweeted this shit. Oh my God. I cannot. Cults just they they're fascinating they're just so fascinating and I love them but moral of that story my friend doesn't love me enough and she is clearly not my real friend because I just I I was yesterday years old when I found out she worked for a Scientologist what is this what is what is why would you not tell me of all people I don't know I'm gonna share that so that's an update okay well speaking of 80s classics with er oh 80s no that was the 90s was it the 90s it started in 1994 i know everything about it now because i have an obsessive personality it started in 94 that seems okay well i feel 94 to 2009 all right then (laughs) I feel really old. Okay. Anyway, we're going to go back further to the 80s as an inspiration to what we're going to talk about today. Love it. Okay. So we're going to talk about the Garden District. District. Okay. It is known for its architecture. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's gardens. Um, obviously, it's gardens. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, you can walk down the street and like here, this house is owned by Sandra Bullock and this, you know, this is the, the Brennan family, Ella Brennan lives here and all these things, you know, we're going to talk about one particular house called the Brevard Rice House. Okay. 
It is at 1239 First Street. Okay. So First Street's kind of a hotbed. Like it's like not a hotbed, but like it's classic. <laughs> if you want to walk around and see the best of the best First Street area. A hotbed of drugs. <laughs> hotbed of architecture. Um, so it is known for a few famous owners. Uh-huh. It's inspiration on two novels and a ghost or two. Obviously, naturally. Uh, some people call it the Rosegate House because it's got a wrought iron fence with roses. Rosegate. Okay. Very, very creative. Got it. You know, like the Garden District. Yeah. <laughs> so it was an uh, 1850s Greek revival style. Um, it has. 9,000 square feet. Too much. Three floors, five Too bedrooms, the six house, The house I just house sat for, my entire apartment could fit in their master bedroom. I'm sure. I was like, what do I do with all this space? What I do, you, what do you do with it? Unless what do you, you do with these rooms. No, no unless you have a family. Yeah, unless you have like 10 children why is this house this big? I don't, I don't understand. You got, who's cleaning this? I feel bad for whoever is cleaning it. That's what, I, that's how my brain goes. I'm always thinking about the bathrooms. I have one bathroom and that's too many bathrooms to clean. Bathrooms get dirty all the time. Yep. Why, why does the faucet and the sink and your like sink consistently like get gross? I clean it all the time and all, and it, what is this? It's like a, it's like a sick joke is what it is. And then to think if you have like six bathrooms in your house. Well, you're not cleaning bathrooms if you have six bathrooms. <laughs> See, that's my poor brain. I'm like, who's cleaning this? It's not going to be you. <laughs> I guarantee you, you will not be doing it. I've never been in a situation where I didn't clean my own stuff. No. Well, I will say, Lucia Land used to clean a lot of my shit for me when I was a child. <laughs> so someone did clean my stuff, but it was still us that cleaned yeah. it. All right. So anyway, it has um, murals, mm -hmm. ornate millwork, beveled mirrors. Okay. It has a saltwater pool, a guest house, a staff house. I don't know what that means. I think that's a euphemism for something else. Um, <laughs> staff house. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, it was built by James Calrow okay. and, and Charles Pride okay. in 1857. So that's, you know, antebellum. Mm -hmm. uh, originally, it cost in 1857 $13,000. Shit. Which is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been sold recently. I think. Um, the most recent one I could be wrong um, that it sold for was $4.5 million just a few years ago. Jesus Christ. But that even seems low to me for, for that size house. Like, Once it gets into the millions, it's like my brain wires cross and I'm like, what? I like cannot compute that much. I know. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> So it has Corinthian columns and Ionic columns, which means it's Greek and Italianate. I know what Ionic columns are because it's very heavily in my sorority stuff. Oh, there you go. I know. Uh, so the person who had it built was Albert Hamilton Brevard. That's a uh, mouthful. Yeah. He was a merchant. Um, and at the time of its construction, it had the top notch of everything that you could have hot and cold running water in all of its bedrooms damn i know right what's his name albert shit albert hamilton brevard did albert unfortunately albert. he only lived there for two years because then he died oh that sucks i know you spent all that money and you have all this stuff and then two two years he broke yeah that sucks um, so apparently he shot himself on the front porch, but I could not find that except for one place. Like that's I, the guy? I looked everywhere to find out what happened to Mr. Brevard. 
And it, most yeah. places, most resources just said that he died, but that he appears on the front porch, which is where apparently he shot himself. Oh shit. Now see, I would like to dig in to that. Yeah. Try to find out more information on that. But it's just because I think that it's so long ago that I just couldn't. Well, it's not, yeah, it's not. The Picayune didn't, our local resources, the Times Picayune, and it didn't have anything because I think that maybe the Picayune was much smaller then and we had all these other papers. Yeah. Anyway, so apparently he's still living there and he hangs out on the front porch. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> um, after he died, uh, his daughter continued to live there until 1869 okay. um, and, and where it was then sold to Reverend Emery Clack. That's a mm -hmm. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he seems flamboyant. The Reverend Emery Clack. I feel like Emery, it was Emery a, like a, that seems like an interesting name for Ben. Yeah. So that's right after the war. So to have money at that time, that yeah, was, you know what I mean? Well, if he was part of any church, he probably had money. So, so he moved in there with his uh, newlywed wife. Okay. Um, and they, it was already lush and he just kept filling it with stuff. So like lovely French furniture and like where did all this money come from like, I don't know but I feel like there's a lot of vibes going on in this house and I feel like someone just needs to take one and stick with it seriously it's got Italian it's got Greek it's got French it's we're got too confused we're a little confused it's it's a little much yeah so one roll with it apparently Walt Whitman was a guest there so it sounds like this reverend was like a was he like a modern, like a that time televangelist kind of? I don't of? know, like a free thinker, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so they moved in in 1869, and then he died in 1881. So he had a good run there. Yeah. Decent. Um, but his widow continued to live there until her death in 1934. Jesus Christ. I know. How was well, she? She had to be like 100. Yes my god man. Um, and obviously loved it and like wouldn't live anywhere yeah. else. Uh, she never remarried i think it was just her oh, um, i don't it didn't see anything about children yeah so i don't know but it said that in her years she enclosed one of the galleries which is the side porches mm -hmm. um, and installed an elevator right. so this place had everything like yeah okay. so uh, her name was Pamela Star Clapp. Another name. Names. Right. Oh, they sound fake. I know. She Pamela apparently and Emery. Right. <laughs> so apparently, she also still lives there. Oh, right. So she lives in the living room. That's where she is seen. I mean, makes sense. Adds up. She apparently, uh, the people that lived there in the 1950s saw her often in the living room. Okay. So we have a front porch person and a living room person so far. Yeah, I mean, you just have, you've got the whole house there. Right. So uh, in 1989, it was purchased by Stan and Ann Rice. Oh, shit. That was a good turn. That was a good, I didn't know that. That was, I didn't see it coming. Yes. So, Some people did. I did not. Yes. Uh, let's see. So uh, that she, house she just sold like two years ago. No, she owns several properties. Okay. And I'll another one, like in a minute. But I think she, cause she, she's not from here. No, she just loves it here, and she likes to buy houses and like fix them up and yeah. make them her own. Cause she sold one, and I was stalking it on whatever website it was on, and it was gorgeous i don't know maybe it's this one when was it do you remember when like it sold? Two, it was like two years ago two or three years ago i don't know when you see a picture of this house you'll recognize okay. it it's very recognizable okay. um it has that garden district look that you very iconic you know that a um, <laughs> yes um so she bought it in the in 1989 Mm -hmm. uh, she used it as a setting for several of her books. Mm -hmm. um, so 
the stairs, the elevator, the swimming pool, they um, has to do with, what's the name of this book? A Manifestation of Witches. I think that's what it is. Oh, uh-huh. I've never read it, but I, yeah, I've heard yeah. of whatever that is. Yeah. That's where, and so that is the fictional family of the Mayfair family. And so this is their home. Oh. So if you are a fan of that, you'll get an idea of what it looks like inside yeah. this house. So, um, cool. so um, she became, as we know, Anne Rice became the world's ambassador for New Orleans through first interview with a vampire. So my sister, who I always idolized, was always into books like I, she would be reading Helter Skelter. Yeah. And um, she got into Interview with a Vampire. And I just thought that was the coolest thing <laughs> that there ever was. And listening to like The Dams and X and all this like punk music and stuff like that. And I was like, I wanted to be that so bad. But I never was because I was a very young. different child. <laughs> So then they made Ashley opposites attract. <laughs> I just thought she, like Susie Sue, I wanted to be in all that stuff. Anyway, no. um, so uh, obviously they made Interview with a Vampire into a movie. I did hotly debated amongst my peers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you have strong feelings about it, but we all did really have strong feelings about it I was always just like kind of creeped out because Kirsten Dunst was so young so it just kind of weirded me out I'm not gonna lie I've only seen it like twice so it's not I'm it's not like a movie I'm like oh my god yeah I love to watch that movie like kind of thing I so I don't have strong feelings about it Brad Pitt hot as hell we'll give him that that was his one of his primes he's been he's had a couple of primes well, let's here. just give a little shout back out to Scientology. Tom Cruise was incorrect in that movie. That was poor casting. Yeah, yeah. I have heard that. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that people were not happy about, well, I, weren't they not happy about both of them? Yes. Yeah, both of them were not cast properly. I know right. that. I never read Interview with a Vampire, but um, I did hear all of that kind of thing I honestly you could miscast Brad Pitt and literally anything and I'll watch it because I love Brad Pitt <laughs> he's like he was also partially filmed in New Orleans yeah. but really pissed a lot of people off because its depiction of New Orleans was so Hollywood and uh, like you yeah. know what I mean like yeah like not real that's one thing that i've been really just as a sidebar happy about this whole like hollywood south thing because i feel like new orleans becoming more of a filming destination for yeah. produ like different productions and stuff like ma makes we're getting better at depicting new orleans in movies and film and and that kind of TV and uh, I mean TV and film is what I meant to say like right. we're getting better but, at it but I I will counter that just a little devil's advocate haha um to me growing up not in New Orleans but close to New Orleans part of its appeal is the mystery of it mm -hmm. and when you live here it's just a normal place it's like every other place but a little bit better you oh. know we have so much better food and a lot better but right culture and food and all that but like if you're not from here and you see like all these magical depictions it just like seems like such a otherworldly place yeah, but are you disappointed when you come here and it's not no oh. yeah. i was never disappointed okay i so. mean i've come here so <laughs> and maybe all like a lot of people come to visit and they don't want to leave well i know that yeah so i don't know i guess i just i literally it's it <laughs> just is so annoying a lot right. of the time it like, is annoying the one show I think it was called K-Town or K-something uh -huh. and it was literally yeah. like supposed to be about <laughs> I don't know it was awful anyway anyway sorry sidebar yeah. <laughs> anyway back to our okay so anyway after interview with the vampire she like 
her popularity took off. I was yeah. trying to think of like an equivalent. Um, and I hate to say this because I, it hurts me to say it, but it was kind of like the equivalent of Twilight. Like, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. That's I mean, it is like the writing is better though. <laughs> the writing is far superior, but just that, like the fandom was kind of on the same par. Like, yeah. Really yeah. Loved it. So apparently it became so popular that people would camp outside of her house, this house that we're talking about. Now, can you imagine people camping outside in the garden district? Why? To I... see her. Why? <laughs> and apparently she loved the, the spectacle of the whole thing. So she would sometimes invite fans into her home. She would throw big parties, especially at Halloween. Um, she would make appearances in a coffin. Um, this is from Atlas Obscuria, who, who reported on her elaborate Halloween parties where she would come out in a coffin and make a big to-do. And, you know, she had that, you know, severe, like, bob haircut. Yeah, and all she, that I mean, stuff. she kind of, she, she a little creepy. <laughs> she played it up, man, and yeah. I don't blame her. But um, when asked upon the ghosts living in her house, uh-huh. she said that she had not seen them and that if she had she probably couldn't handle it mentally, <laughs> but she would be too scared. So she's all into this shit, yeah. and then she would. <laughs> that's hysterical. That's that's like kind of funny to me. That's like really funny to me because yes, I have like we host this podcast and we talk about murder and ghosts and all that. But I, I mean, I watch true crime. I do like all that kind of thing. You talk more about ghosts than I do, um, on here. But like. I, I own the fact that like, I would shit myself. Like, I'm not sitting here telling you I would be great in that situation. I would not, I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what she said. But I no. feel like her whole shtick yeah. is creepy, scary ghosts, vampires, haunted, like all of that. So to know that she would also be a scared little bitch. Yeah. Is- <laughs> I know. I thought that was funny. No. Yeah. She doesn't live in New Orleans anymore. She now lives in California. Her husband passed away several years ago. Um, but I think that her influence on New Orleans, had, it's a legacy that, you know, lives on to this day. Yeah. So if you're interested in that sort of culture, it's always going to be entwined with New Orleans. She also owned um, the St. Elizabeth's home, which is on Napoleon mm-hmm. at Britannia. Are you familiar with that building? I think so. It was an orphanage and a girls' school, um, obviously run by nuns, which we've already established are terrifying. Um, it is a it's a series of luxury condos, but it's also said to be haunted. <laughs> right? It's got a chapel, which terrifying. Like I don't want to live in a chapel. No, no thank you. Absolutely not. Um, but um, I also wanted to quickly mention if in addition to the first street home, Rosegate or whatever you want to call it, um, there's some other, if you want to do like a walking tour, you can just kind of walk around town and visit places like um, St. Louis Cemetery Number no. 1, mm-hmm. which is apparently where Lewis was buried in a tomb, not buried, but is in a t- entombed. Mm-hmm. Um, Rumor has it that Anne Rice uh, has a tomb kind of like Nick Cage that she has (laughs) pre-purchased. Does it look like a pyramid pizza oven? I don't think so. (laughs) Well, then it's not noteworthy in my opinion. So So apparently she has that set aside for, you know, one day. Um, Gallier House um, uh, is supposedly the model for uh, the house on Rue Royale, where the vampires lived. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hotel Monteleone uh, was the Aaron Leitner's house in The Witching Hour, which I, I, I'm like you, I've not read The Witching Hour. Yeah. So no. Um, for note, for anyone that has. This one is the one that making me laugh the most. Copeland's Cheesecake Bistro. Apparently, it's not Cheesecake Bistro, it's something else, but it's still Copeland's. Um, Isn't it on St. Charles? Yes. It's no lay. Yes, exactly. It's actually really good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
So, but apparently the vampire Lestat disappeared from this world through an image of himself in the window of this building, the Cheesecake Bistro. <laughs> <laughs> in the window of the cheesecake bistro. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Oh, that's so funny. I feel like how does, how does Al Jr. not know about this? Because I feel like I, I would play that shit up if, right? <laughs> if it was me. I mean, it was a restaurant called Straya before Cheesecake Bistro. And I don't know what it was before that, but apparently it's famous. I love that. <laughs> hysterical <laughs> anyway so, so uh, the garden district not only rosegate but the whole area is apparently a stomping ground of ghosts like so many of these houses have histories yeah. like this where mr brevard um spent all shit ton of money on this house and then shot himself for which, whatever reason which i suspect maybe like had something to financial trouble who yeah. knows but like all of these houses that were built so long ago, pre-Civil War, have seen, I mean, know, yeah, people come and go, probably slaves come and go, which is another aspect of darkness and terribleness yeah. and horribleness. Um, so I highly recommend if you're, even if you're from here, take a little walking tour and houses. Um, doesn't John Goodman live down there too, I think? I think he does now. He used to live in Old Metairie mm. um, because I would see him when he dropped his daughter off at the Metairie playground sock ops because uh -huh. that was a thing. Mm. That was the thing we did. Yes, it was. Leave room for Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but I think he used to live in Old Metairie, but he... He like, didn't he move away and then he came back and then that's when I think he, Maybe or did so. he always have a house here? I mean, I think, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I love John Goodman, but I don't know him personally. So I, I don't know his life, but. I wish um, I did. Yeah. But there's yeah, a lot of, you know, there. not just celebrities, but you know, people who, you know, have lived in New Orleans for generations, have homes there that are very special and, you know, uh, I think it's just a beautiful part of the city that is a great place to explore. Definitely. And if you look at ghosts, they're all over the place, apparently. I mean, I feel like you could just knock on someone's door randomly and just be like, mm -hmm. you got ghosts in here? So like Commander's I don't. Palace, I don't suggest anyone does oh, that. No. <laughs> Commander's Palace is right there. And right across the street is Lafayette Cemetery number one. Right, um, which you've seen in everything from Anne Rice books to what's that movie with Ashley Judd and uh, the you know the Double Jeopardy? Oh, I was like Ashley Judd. <laughs> <What>? Yeah, that <laughs> was going way back. That was yeah. a, file, a way back file. <laughs> I watched it recently. It's, it holds up. It's really good. I I couldn't tell you the last time I saw that. It's a good one. Then I'm anyway. second. I will say. Check it out. <laughs> so that's just a glimpse at one of the many homes that uh, has a long history in New Orleans in the garden. I like yeah. I wish we and knew more about the, the guy. That I know, really Mr. Barr. I don't know. And I just think it's funny that Anne, you know, Anne Rice has such a big personality, but. Would be scared of a ghost. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm one, like, I'm the asshole that, I mean, maybe I'm not an asshole, but like when my grandma was passing, I, I like kind of whispered to her, like, you don't, you know, you don't need to come visit me. Yeah, like, please don't haunt me. Please don't. Because she knows, well, see, then I was like, shit, now I'm going to give her an idea. Cause my grandma would scare me like to make it funny, like for her, like crack herself up. For but, sure. <laughs> but yeah, I, cause my mom, like, my mom loves that. She's like, please visit me. Like, you know, like do all of that stuff. She told her, her best friend who passed a few, like, like six years or so ago. Um, I told her to send me signs. Like that's, I like that. Send me a sign, send me whatever. And so Leela will sometimes send me 
dollar bills because that was a thing. She was a massage therapist. And so her tips were always all over her house, like her apartment. So when I went over there, I would like count them. Like that was like, and I kind of look back at it. I'm like, did you use me as like to clean your house kind of thing? I'm like, I see that now, Leela. But like when I was a kid, I loved it. So now randomly I'll find like dollars and I never have cash on me. So like to find a dollar somewhere is like not a thing. One time after like a week after she died, um, I was going, she lived on in an apartment on Lake Avenue, not on our, not on our work side, but like on the other side. And, um, I was on Carrollton cause I was going back to work. So I was going, Carrollton's the last one that has a, um, a light to go anyway I got you no one needs to know that you know that for reference but um but so I was on that street and my trunk like popped open and I haven't I had an old car at the time it was Bertha and Bertha was you know she was seasoned um and so my like trunk light came on for some reason and I had been in the trunk earlier that day but like not like recently so it was weird so I stop at us at one of the stop signs and I go and I like open the trunk because I thought, oh, well, maybe something's like stuck. So I like opened it all the way up in the fold of the trunk. So like the little like latch when it comes down and it like sits in your trunk was a dollar like creased in the thing. Then when I looked up, I realized I was on the street that you would turn on to get to her apartment. Oh, wow. Like from Carrollton. It was so yeah. weird. It was so, wow. so weird. It was so cool. But like, so that kind of shit. My grandma sends us um, Blue Jays sometimes. That was like her thing. She loved a Blue Jay. So she sends that. I, I but I, I it, I've whispered to both of them, don't visit me. <laughs> don't. I can't handle it. It is not something that I am strong enough to. I will never sleep again. So <laughs> just don't. I mean, also, I think not to get too woo-woo, but... Uh, <laughs> That would mean they hadn't passed on comfortably. So. And you want them to be able to go on, but so sending a message is fine. Right. However, I have asked, I, I asked, there's a, there's, um, do you know Ross Matthews? Like, yes. the, okay. So Ross on his podcast has his friend, um, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting his freaking name. Um, Oh, Fagsy Malone. That's his name. Fagsy Malone is his name. And he is a um, medium. And so he, like, I follow him on um, Instagram and he'll do like question and answers and lives and like all that kind of stuff. And Katie's actually gone to him um, and loved it. And so um, I asked after I was like, you know, when you want to like talk to your significant like your your either significant other that's passed on or your like family member or whatever like is there a time period like do you have to wait a certain amount of time like to make sure they've like passed on do you have to like is there too long of a time or like you know like that kind of stuff and he was like there's never a bad time to talk to spirit the second someone passes over like a medium could speak with them kind of Mm -hmm. thing so I don't know necessarily if it's it's that they didn't pass on like Mm, gotcha like correctly or 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 smoothly I think it's like different spirits have different abilities is my understanding of that like the longer you have passed on the more you know how to like be in your spirit body kind of thing Mm -hmm. so like my grandma said I've heard her say, she didn't talk about my grandfather a whole lot. My grandfather died in 1959. Um, so, and my, my mom was only three. And so, um, like all the kids, my grandma wasn't even 30 yet. So, um, I'm about to turn 30. My grandma at this age had six fucking kids. (laughs) I'd rather die. (laughs) I can't even, I, I think about that fact all the time and I can't deal with it. But anyway, So she never really talked about a whole life, a whole lot. It was like one of those, the love of her life died like really early. So she never, I mean, she moved on a little bit, but like, it was still always, that was the love of her life. Um, and she, but she told me about two different times that she like saw him and she, 
it was like, oh, I'm, I was like dreaming or whatever. But you know, when like you're in that weird in between state and like, you're kind yeah. of awake. So things are kind of like, whatever. Well, sh that's like what she said. And she said, he, he like came back two different times and like, that was it. And one time he was just staying in the doorway of her bedroom and it wasn't the house that they like lived together in. It wasn't like anything like that. So I think like my understanding or my belief or whatever is like the farther they are from their passing, like the more they can control a, their spirit self. But I don't know. Who am I? I'm not a medium. I have no idea. So I don't know. Have you seen going. that document documentary Surviving Death on Netflix? No. You should watch that. Is it gonna creep me out? I, I didn't think it was creepy. It was about people um who have near-death experiences and like how they cope with mm. people not believing them or like so they form groups together to be like I also had this experience and you're not crazy because that's not you you know it's so it's very powerful with like them like helping each other deal that's with gotta, yeah that's gotta be tough um because everything comes back to ER um an episode of ER this guy like died and they shocked him back to life and he said he saw his wife his dead wife like in and she was like said she was like waiting for him or whatever. So he signed a DNR because he was like, my wife's gone and she has been gone and I want to be with my wife. And I was like, oh, and then I ugly cried. I mean, that show makes you ugly cry for real. So it's funny. There's a lot of parts in it. So we've talked about call the midwife on here numerous times, but call the midwife. Literally, I could watch it. I've I might start it again after I finish ER and it'll be my third time watching it because <laughs> mm -hmm. I watched it once and then I watched it again with Linda and then this would be my third time I, the two times I watched it like the two separate times cried both both times sobbed like sobbed I thought I would cry more in ER it honestly I didn't cry until the Lucy episode because a family, a, a family is in a car accident and the two parents die and the kids are young in the episode right before it that like leads up to yeah. that. So that got, I don't have children. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not married or have children or whatever, but for some reason that fucking got me. And I was, so I was already crying. And then the end of that episode is when he's on the floor and like looks, looks her dead in the, in the eye. Yeah, in the eye so I was like balling and then she does I didn't remember her waking back up after surgery though she doesn't die right away that was heartbreaking as well everything comes back to ER for me <laughs> well then I can't uh, also Mariska Hargitay was in ER whole season whole uh, season Mariska Hargitay yeah. in it it yeah a lot of people mine blew my mind she's so different from Olivia, <laughs> like so different, yeah. and it is jarring, and I didn't like it. She mm. was gorgeous, and she like was young, looked like her mom kind of, but with long brown hair. Mm -hmm. So cute. Um, but yeah, her, go her, back and listen to the Jane Mansfield. Yeah, go, go listen to the Jane Mansfield episode because that's her mom, Mariska Hargitay. That's her mom, um, or Olivia Benson as. She will be referred to till she dies, uh, essentially. Um, she's yeah. okay with it. She's making a shit ton. Of oh, money. Um, I think she is fully on board with it. And then now, uh, Chris Malone, Christopher Maloney's getting that spinoff, and they just filmed like a shit ton of episodes for that because yeah. he's coming on Law and Order to then spin it out, and then they like continue it in the beginning of that. I love it. You know, I also feel like though, I feel like Chris Maloney was like, I need to get away from SVU. And then I'm like, look who's coming back, bitch. Seriously. You know, you were an asshole about it. Look who's coming back. Yep. Anyhow, I have you see Ice T doing that kind of bullshit. No, Ice T was like, I'm riding this gravy train until it crashes. Exactly. He's like, I ain't an idiot. I'm not going anywhere. No idiot. Right. Him riding it till it dies. <laughs> Yep. Oh, I feel very passionately about those, <laughs> those TV shows. <laughs> I'm telling you, like how many times I talk, I talked about Murdoch Mysteries, which I have on right now because it comes on Ion Plus, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. 
all weekend. <laughs> but how I talked about that every fucking episode until I was done with the series. So I have an I have an obsessive personality and I can't help it. You should watch the that the movie about the um, crime scene, the disappearance at the Cecil Hotel. Um, already did. Please, it was fantastic. Actually, I say that. I have a lot of feelings about a it. A lot of feelings about it. We could probably have a whole fucking episode about it. We should probably it. hold on that because I have a lot of Have feelings. a lot of, have issues, a lot of feelings, and a lot of issues with it. Just 100%. like the Yes. We'll do, so it will be, I already have my story for next week and it might be like, I can make it shorter. We'll talk about the Cecil Hotel next week. Cause I, I have so many thoughts about it. So many thoughts and feelings. I was texting my friend and I keep watching the same shows at the same time. So we end up like texting each other about it. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot, cannot with this. Did so many conversations. I couldn't, I can't, I don't know. I need to know what everyone feels. Write us in too if you have feelings about the Cecil Hotel that we will share Seriously. in the podcast. Because if you I haven't have seen it, go watch it now and we'll talk about it next exactly. week. Exactly. Watch it now. You have five days. No, you have seven days. <laughs> How long is a week? You have oh. seven days. <laughs> I don't know what day it is anymore. Last week was Mardi Gras. Doesn't it seem like two months ago? Seem, I don't know what time is. Oh anymore. my God. I don't know what time is. Um, Honestly, I only had one day off last week for Mardi Gras and it fucked up my whole week. Like it ruined the whole week. My whole week was messed up. It was awful. I didn't know what day it was. But anyway, there's seven days in a week. Yeah. <laughs> you have seven days to go watch the season. I think it has like six episodes or something or seven episodes. They're short. It's fine. Yeah, there it's fine. You can watch it in a week. Okay. Watch an hour a day. I don't know how many episodes there it's are, short. but it'll be fine. It's short. Um it's bananas. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it. I will never drink tap water in a hotel ever again. Bitch. Listen. Bitch. I the second people said something about the second they said something about the tap water, and I was like, that motherfucker. Don't even say anymore. I have so many feelings. feeling okay next week email email us if you have a story idea if you've seen the seasonal hotel if you also enjoy er and or enjoy er when it came out in the 90s oh god spirits at gmail.com we want to know if you have a story idea we also want to know if you've watched the seasonal hotel and if you have any thoughts feelings or opinions about it because i will read them out aloud to everyone i will share them with the group Yes. I have a lot of feelings. Ashley has a lot of feelings. I'm sure if you're listening to this on a regular, you have a lot of feelings about it. So let us know. BigEasySpirits at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at BigEasySpirits or at BigEasySpiritsPodcast.com, which also has a way to contact us um, through a form. But I feel like just email us. Email us. Just email us. Unless you don't have an email, which is valid, but not valid because I feel like it's 2021. You should have an email, but <laughs> right. let us know. And next week we will dedicate half of our conversation <laughs> to all of the oh, thoughts, feelings, issues, problems, comments, questions, and concerns about the Cecil Hotel. We have to make a list. There's so many. I, there is one of the, so Buzzfeed used to do this thing, every Game of Thrones episode, they would do like the 75 things I thought while watching Game of Thrones. And one of my sorority sisters actually started a, um, uh, not a GoFundMe, a, the thing, like a petition thing. What's that online petition thing? She started a petition to get me, to get me to be the Buzzfeed writer for, cause I would tweet it. I would tweet all my thoughts and feelings and it was like the same thing. And I mean, you know, I'm biased, but mine was funnier. Um, but, but I feel like I needed that. Like I needed that outlet as well for all of these episodes. It was bananas. It was bonkers. Let us know what your thoughts, feelings, comments, concerns, questions are. And we'll talk about it next week. You have seven days. You have seven full days. Yeah. Unless you're listening to this later in the week, then you might have only three days or four days. So you're going to have to binge. But that's the new, and that's what weekends are for. So do what you got to do. You can do it. Okay. If we don't stop now, I'm going to start talking about the Cecil Hotel. So save it. Save it. All right. That was great. I loved it. 
love a little Anne Rice, love a little ghost stories. Um, I feel like we need to put in a request to like the historic New Orleans collection and the times pick to like get better at ghost stories. <laughs> yeah. But we say that with love. We, we love both of those sites because they help us with all of our research. Yes. But all right. You have seven days to, let, to watch the Cecil Hotel. I may rewatch it now. <laughs> well, until next week, Ashley. Cheers. Cheers.